Hello and welcome to Wholeness and Wellness Counseling's On the Couch series. My name is Tracy Rogers and today we're here with clinical psychologist Kishan Lachman and we're talking about men and mental health. Um, men and mental health. So often um, when, when we are in this field, we hear that this is a woman's thing. Women go to counseling, women go to therapy, men can handle their stories. Yeah. What are some of the common mental health issues that come up for men? And what is getting in the way of men accessing counseling? Yeah, I mean, as you were kind of saying, you know, it's always good in terms of women must seek their emotional health. Um, kind of quicker than men. You always say to the woman who wants to get therapy, going to therapy faster than you hear a man going to therapy or to talk about their feelings, to talk about you know things that they have having issues with. Um, the feel the feel is kind of opening up. You are seeing more more and more men accessing that kind of help. Not as much as perhaps should be. Yeah. But it is kind of opening up. But there's a lot of kind of barriers that I guess prevents prevent men from accessing this. So what is getting in the way? Why is, what is there that's present, presenting this barrier with men when it comes to mental health? I think, you know, we kind of, kind of boils down to in terms of socialization. Um, you know, how men are brought up in terms of to, to deal with these things called emotions or feelings. You often hear all of the kind of scenarios where men are told, you know, you know man up, you know, crying is for seeds. Um, all of these kinds of things you hear that kind of really socializes men into trying to more control these feelings and emotions. Control it so much that it, these things start to end up being stifled, bottled up, yeah. um, rather than being managed and healthily expressed and, and, and kind of overcome in a sense. So let's talk about, it, so let's talk about the difference between control and manage, because I think that's really interesting. And we started now to talk about the mental health issues. So we're trying to control and not manage it. Yeah. How do men try to control sometimes the issues that they're dealing with? And, and what does that lead to? Yeah. You know, I think it goes down to socialization again, where men are, you know, socialized that they have to be in control, be strong, not kind of show anything that would make them vulnerable in and of itself. And so when things do come up, as like we just through many challenges at us, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, rather than kind of expressing it, getting a chance to eat or getting a, a space to comfortably to be able to kind of work through these things um, without the fear of being ashamed, without people shaming, or without people trying to talk that, you know, you know, you can't handle your scene kind of thing. Mm. And that kind of really creates that barrier. And so in terms of rather than manage these natural things. Instead, it's controlled, it's masked, it's buried, yeah. it's really kind of stuffed, you know, and, and we do that through sometimes by, if something comes up and we recognize we start to feel something, we try to kind of divert that attention. We try to distract ourselves, we try to go do this and do that and do the other. Yeah. Stuff that in, ignore it, but ignore it doesn't make it go away. Absolutely not. And then it, I was thinking too, it shows up in other ways. We control mm -hmm. the substances often. Yeah. We control by being loud and aggressive sometimes. We control by being absent. Mm -hmm. We control by emotionally withdrawing. 
That doesn't mean that we're not feeling. Yeah. We just have not been taught. How to be able how to, to be how to be managed. Yeah, or and give a permission. Yeah. Given permission and or given the space without, you know, the anticipation I'm going to be shamed or yes. embarrassed yes. if I were to do that. So we've started a conversation about men and mental health and we want to continue that. We want to talk some more about what's next and how can men get um, help and what are some of the reasons why they should get help, how they can benefit. So join us again as we continue with this segment talking about men and mental health. Thank you, Keisha. Thanks. And thanks for joining us. on the couch series. We're continuing today with our second segment speaking with clinical psychologist Keisha Lachman. We've been talking about men and mental health and we started off by talking about socialization and all of the processes that we have put in place culturally that tell men, boys and men, that um, controlling your, your emotions is managing it and we know that it's not. Right. Yeah, Just because we're controlling it doesn't mean that we're doing Justice. That we're doing any justice there, that it's not hurting other people, um, that it's not hurting us in the long run. So we want to continue our conversation today and start to talk about why men should seek out counseling, um, how we can benefit them. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are things that sometimes we don't even recognize that is kind of preventing that is blocking us from there. For example, we have these aims and these goals, but there's no motivation to achieve them. You know, in this kind of feeling and in this process of being able to attend some sessions, like in terms of therapy sessions, attending these therapy sessions helps to kind of recognize or to uncover what is blocking me from achieving my best me. Yeah. What is kind of really blocking this motivation to go for what I want to kind of go for? You know, we'll find out patterns, we'll find patterns that, yeah, I have all of these ideas, I have all of these goals, but something just feels like it's blocking me in and of itself. And we want to we kind of move towards reaching our optimal potential. Yeah. This facilitates a dynamic that happens in therapy um, to be able to recognize what is happening and to be able to go for that. It's kind of like an investment. Yeah. If I want to fulfill in life, I have to kind of really invest in that journey. Yeah. I often think for men, it gives them an opportunity to step into the fullness of who they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know we talk about men and women on these very strict ends, but we know that we know that there are women that have problems talking about their feelings as well, and there are some men who are very good at recognizing their feelings. But we're talking generally, culturally, we kind of put people into these two separate groups, and we work on this dichotomy. And so I feel for a lot of men who have been taught that you don't talk about your feelings, it's almost as though they've been walking around for years. Mm -hmm without processing or naming their feelings. Yeah. I often find too that it limits just their emotional vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they haven't had a chance to really process yeah. and string on feelings. So much so that sometimes we think that the feelings that we have are mad, bad, sad and glad. Actually <laughs> 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 we know that we we have a list of about two hundred feelings. Yeah. So just allowing ourselves to tease out what this is. Is this rage? Is this shame? Is this uneasiness? 
given them a space to do that in a place that could really hold the top of that. And it's important, I mean, even personally, I can even remember growing up, you know, emotions or feelings, what you would call those things, happy, sad, angry. Yeah. Without only kind of recognizing that, you know, shame, embarrassment, you know, what underlies anger, how many other different emotions could be underlying in terms of when we have these angry experiences, when we have, when we go into depression, when we have these anxiety. Sometimes we don't recognize in terms of all of the other emotions that are cycling in, in us that is contributing to these things. And the way in which masculinity is getting in the way, yeah. is getting in the way of us becoming, living fulfilling lives. I see oftentimes masculinity getting in the way of a relationship with an intimate partner. Mm -hmm. Masculinity getting in the way of you being able to parent your child to the best of your ability and for that child's best potential. Yeah. Masculinity gets in the way in the workplace. Because when we're talking about gender masculinity, we're talking about all those things you should do and supposed to do. We're not even talking about who you are yeah. and giving yourself the space to figure out who are you. These expectations, these expectations that were placed onto men and men also trying to fulfill these expectations, it makes it kind of difficult in terms of it makes it difficult to be able to give yourself a chance to be your authentic true self because if I were to say for example talk about my feelings would I be seen as weak would I be seen as vulnerable would I be seen as a sissy in and of itself when the expectation is you should have it together you should be strong you should be brave you should not pursue any kind of thing yeah otherwise why we're afraid that we'll be taken advantage of, we'll be afraid that, you know, we'll be shamed for doing those things. And it kind of really gets in the way. It gets in the way. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good place for us to sound. You know, so really this segment was about us talking about men and masculinity, masculinity and, and mental health. I was going to say it's not even men and, men and mental yeah. health, it's masculinity and mental health. Yeah. And the ways in which all of the social things, the social stuff that we've learned, our norms and values around being a man can get in the way of you being the best man you can possibly be. Yeah. 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 Thank you so Living a fulfilling life. Thank you so much, Kishan. And thank you so much for joining us. Oh.